Hi, I'm Ashley Stamatinos, five-time number one best-selling author and your host to The Rewire Show, where I'll be interviewing some of the best minds about how to rewire your sensitivities into your greatest strengths. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends. And please remember to visit ashleystamatinos.com for additional resources designed specifically with you in mind to strengthen your transformational journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's get to the show. Hello, hello everyone. I'm so excited that you're joining me here. I have a very special treat for you. I am here with the amazing Tammy Frank. Welcome, welcome Tammy. Hi Ashley, thank you. Oh my goodness. I I was really curious about Tammy and how her career of being a nurse, being a health coach, being an empath, a highly sensitive person, a mom, and so many different layers and levels of experience within her career and in her life, how that ties into being an empath. As you know, so many of the things I bring you are about being a highly sensitive person, being an empath, and how to empower your world, empower your life. And so I have been friends with Tammy and I've known Tammy for years and I think she's amazing. And so of course I wanted to invite her here to share some of her wisdom with all of you. So without any more of me gabbing and chatting about how much I adore Tammy, I want to open this up to Tammy and have her share with you a little bit more about Tammy, let me ask you, tell us a little bit more about you, how you got here, what was your journey here? And then please tell us who you helped. I'd love to hear. Okay, so I am a registered nurse, and I became a nurse when I was 19, actually. I went to community college, and I was young for my graduating high school class, so I was working as a nurse at 19, which is kind of crazy when I think about it. (laughs) And then I nursed, I did a lot of intensive of care unit nursing, critical care, open heart, and I loved it. I was a bit of an adrenaline junkie, and it kept my brain busy, and I just loved helping people at a deeper level and really having a big impact and supporting families. I loved working with the families. I just always had that innate need to help others, so being a nurse helped me fulfill that, that part of my soul that was craving that. Um, and we moved to a new city probably five years ago. And a year or two after moving, I actually took a job as a school nurse, which was, it's different. (laughs) I had different jobs between the ICU and the school nursing job, but it was a lot slower pace. And my, a good friend of mine, who's a functional medicine physician, told me about a health coaching program. So I took that course and I loved it. It opened my eyes up to so much more of the Eastern side of medicine versus the Western that I knew for so many years. And it kind of brought them all together for me. And learning more about how to help people emotionally, along physically with food, spiritually, their careers, their relationships, it really helped heal some of my own inner inner pain that I had from my childhood. So it really set me off on a healing journey and it opened my eyes up to, you know, what other people are going through at a deeper level and how emotional pain can affect your physical body. So that brought me to present day working as a health coach. So I do both 
half and half. And I really enjoy the health coaching just a lot bit more. <laughs> like I have that, it's kind of like I'm back in the ICU and helping people at a deeper level again. Yeah, I, I share that with you. I like helping the really intense situations, people who are in crisis or in trauma. And so I share that with you too. And it feels like the results are so big when you help people who are in such trauma get out of that. So I, and it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes that level of intensity. So I give you credit for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so within your health coaching practice, so I know right now you're, you're being a nurse at a school and then, so I know who you help there. <laughs> probably not the kids, probably the staff too. That's another conversation. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm curious about is within your health coaching program, who do you help within that? Well, I've really, you know, in school they said you, you need to find your niche. You need to find your niche. Like, what do I want to focus on? Women's health? Do I want to be, you know, help people with autoimmune disease. Well, I really, I, I never really knew what my niche is, but really my niche is, I found out, that's when I discovered that I'm an empath yeah. is through my health coaching course. Cause that kind of opened my eyes up to different healers, different healing modalities. And I didn't realize I was an empath probably till like two or three years ago. I just thought I was more sensitive than most people. And I called it my sensitive Sally and people, I would kind of joke about it, but I thought people could feel everything I could feel, but they just right. dealt with it better. I honestly thought people just were able to go whoosh, and I could not. <laughs> I could not. So many people don't know their empaths. They think everybody yeah. can feel all the feels. Oh, I did. I did. I had an intuitive healer tell me, you're an empath. And I'm like, a who-path? <laughs> so she... She spelt it out for me. I Googled it. I read an amazing article, I think, on Mind Unleashed. And it even somewhat, like, they listed 20 traits. And I had 19 of them. Oh. Even one as simple as the day, certain days of the week feel heavier than others to you. I totally have that. And I thought, you mean everybody doesn't feel that way? I thought everybody felt that way. Yeah. So do you feel like being an empath has... And this is really why I was so curious to bring you on here and, and chat with me to everybody here because, you know, I'm, I'm curious about your experience being a nurse and an empath because I think that that really sort of gives you a different perspective. You see things differently. You feel things differently. And so I'm curious, do you find that your experience has been different than other nurses who aren't empaths? Well, you know, I, I definitely think I noticed things that I would watch my colleagues and go, why aren't they picking, you know? Yeah. And so when they would leave the room, I would go talk to the patient and go, are you okay? Or, you know, and reassure. And, you know, I would do like follow up to make sure that they, cause I could feel the anxiety or I could feel the tension. And honestly, there's many times I would go into work and just have this heavy feeling. And I'm like, yeah. why do I work here? Why do I feel so heavy? You know? And I, looking back now 20 years I cannot now I understand I was you know people who are in the hospital are anxious they're scared they're in pain and I think you kind of get hit with all that when you walk in the door and not even realize that's what it is yeah so one of one of the places that you were a nurse was in in intensive care isn't that mm -hmm. one so Okay, for instance, me specifically, I used to kind of like hold my breath before I went into a hospital. How the heck did you go in day after day? What did you do to survive? How did you 
how did you stay healthy physically in an environment that was so intense like that with so many emotions and so many physical symptoms? What did you do? Well, okay, so I don't know how healthy I was really staying someday. I remember having a lot of muscle tension and pain. Like I had to go to physical therapy. I had big knots in my shoulders. And I just, you know, I was probably like this all the time and just carried a lot of my shoulders. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I just thought I had weak shoulders because my mom needed shoulder surgery too. You know, I was trying to find a physical ailment to explain probably a lot of the emotions that I was picking up around me. Um, But it did, I will say being a nurse has always given me perspective. I've always been a little bit of a worrier, but since I've had my boys, I don't worry as much because that just gives you a whole other perspective on the world too. I don't, I'm not such a worry wart. Um, But being in that, going to work and if somebody was critically ill, you know, things, my worries for the day were not worries for me anymore. It just, it always kind of, in a way it grounded me because there was always somebody worse off than me. So all my worries and concerns were kind of like, interesting. So yeah, yeah, it it was very grounding for me, but yet I do know I, I had a lot of physical pain. And when I look back at it, I really think I was just absorbing more than I realized. So a lot of, it sounds to me like a lot of your experience throughout your career and your, your personal life too, it sounds like, you know, because it, it teetered into your physical body and everything sort of led you to gaining awareness about what didn't work, you know, and all of the Mm -hmm. symptoms, you have a really different perspective now, now that you know that you're an empath and because you're a health coach, right? So how, how do you feel like? being highly sensitive has helped your career, helped your, it sort of sounds like that has led you to become a health coach in some ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's, it's like putting both worlds together because I can understand the Western medicine, you know, if I have a client that has, you know, they have, thy- you know, thyroid disease or, any kind of medical issues, I, I can understand that piece of it. And then, you know, with my health coaching, because in nursing school, they don't teach you about nutrition. They teach you about carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, but you don't really learn how nutrition can heal the body. So I gained so much knowledge from that, and I can guide clients in that way as well. That's amazing. I love that. So I, I remember when I was talking to you earlier, when I told you I really wanted to get you on here to talk to you, I think that a lot of people who are empaths are sometimes they get a bad rap as a hypochondriac and it even me you know i i used to (laughs) okay a lot of you who are listening comment below and tell us if the same has happened with you because what happens is highly sensitive people empaths we're like emotional sponges. We're picking up on all the thoughts, feelings, emotions of everybody around us. And like you mentioned before, your shoulders were up and you thought, oh, well, my mom needed surgery on this, so I might need surgery on this or something. You, you know, you mentally just try to, oh, well, this is a new problem. It's probably, you know, you, you solidify it into your body as yours once you feel it. And so my question to you, and you've already told me you had that hypochondria too. I did as well. I felt everything, went to every single doctor. Do you feel like 
you know, a lot of people who come to you as a nurse or a lot of people who approach you, you know, for your health coaching, do you feel like they're hypo, they're uh, like symptomatic because of their emotions, because of their awareness? You know, like, what do you do when you see that hypochondria kind of behavior? You know, I, I have had one client who she didn't realize she, hers was more of a food thing. So I kind of, the more she talked, I realized, wow, she's me. So I it, it told her about, you know, I, I think you're an empath and does this resonate with you? And her eyes got big and recognition of, yeah. And, you know, she had like this knee pain and this and that. So we talked about how, you know, changing maybe something in her diet can help with that, but just how you can carry that emotional weight somewhere within your body, whatever your weak spot might be anatomically. Expand on that a little bit, because I think that's so true. And, and I've also noticed just to add on to it, people who see spirits tend to often be um, heavier people and they're holding on to, not always, um, but they hold on to so much, right? Like in their body and they think it's just because of food. So how do you know whether it's the emotion part or the the physical, like, like a thyroid, like, what do you do with that when you, when you see people and you intake them? Right. Well, so I would, right. Well, when you say people who see spirits, so a lot of reading I've done, people who are very sensitive or earth angel or, you know, highly sensitive that way, they say they carry weight as like a barrier, like it's a yes. protective barrier. Yes. So to kind of discern, you know, is it an energetic issue or is it a physical issue is I would recommend they see probably a functional medicine physician who can do the appropriate labs to see, okay, is there T3, T4 working? You know, is it a thyroid issue? And because they do more labs to get to the root cause of symptoms and issues. Like if they've truly made changes to lose weight and they're exercising and they're doing everything, yeah. you know, right, but not seeing changes, then you know, maybe is it they need to go an energetic healer route or maybe do they need to see a functional medicine physician and change some food and maybe add some supplements to get them to where they want to go? Absolutely. That, that makes perfect, perfect sense. I didn't even know what a functional medicine doctor was until recently, actually. Which So can you explain what that is? I know that you said that they get to different mm -hmm. things, but can you sort of define it for those of you who are highly symptomatic and are doing all of the exercise and the eating right yeah. and energy things and nothing is changing? What is a functional medicine doctor? So functional medicine doctor really is. So my good friend, Dr. Sherry Brewers, who introduced me to the health, health coaching program, okay. and she was getting her functional and integrative medical degrees. So functional medicine, our physicians who are board certified to get to the root cause of your symptoms. So you come to her with rheumatoid arthritis. Well, generally there's something to cause that. So it doesn't, you just because it's in your genetic code, doesn't mean you're stuck with it. So we all have our genes our gene makeup, but sometimes our, those genes get turned on. Like if you have our rheumatoid arthritis, that gene can get turned on. Well, there's a way to turn it off too. So usually it's an infection or stress or maybe a toxin in your environment. Mold is a big trigger. So they figure out what turned on your gene that you don't want turned on and then how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. I love that. Is that does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. And I'm glad yeah. that you're explaining because I think a lot of people don't know, you know, how to um, seek. They don't know what options they have when they're highly symptomatic. Yeah. So you yeah, it, a health coach and I approach you as someone who's highly symptomatic, you know, what are some of the things that you 
talk to people about to help them? What are some of your immediate suggestions? Let's say I come to you with, um, you know, more weight than I'd like, and I mm-hmm. am sensitive energetically to things, and I'm feeling, you know, headaches and pains and problems, but there's no real understanding of why. I didn't hurt myself. I didn't have a cause. Like, so I'm, I'm coming to you like, help me please. I'm feeling everything. I'm uncomfortable, and I, I don't know what to do next. Right, right. Well, I would definitely do an intake on, you know, what your day looks like, your food, stressors, because stress, even you can eat right and exercise and do all those things. But if your body is in stress, if you're stressed out, it just, it just like puts a fork in it and you're done kind of thing. So it's really like as a health coach, I look at the whole picture. Yeah. And see what's out of whack. You know, are, are you unhappy in a relationship? Are you unhappy with your career? Is your spirituality, do you want a deeper meaning with that? Do you, do you need help with your food? Or, you know, do we need to switch things up with what you're eating so your body's getting the nutrients it needs to work at its best? So, I can't, you know, I ask questions to kind of navigate and see where you're at physically, emotionally, spiritually, and just, you know, mind, body, spirit. I love that. And it also seems too like you might be asking questions that get us to kind of think a little bit because we might not have thought about those things about where the deficits are, where it is that we're, you know, having gaps within our life, you know? So I love that you do that. So one of the things I really wanted to ask you about to just sort of shift gears just a little bit is I, I have been having a lot, a lot, a lot of people come to me feeling um, that they're struggling with comparing themselves to other people. This has just been Mm. something I've seen across the board. People are really struggling with comparison, feeling like they're lacking, not good enough, not worthy because of all these people are putting themselves out there, perfect and healthy and perfect bodies and everything. So I wonder if you could speak to the viewers who are watching right now and, and, Tell us, what do you suggest for people who are really getting caught up in comparing themselves to others? Well, I can, can, I'm completely guilty of that and (laughs) try to keep myself off the rails of doing that. It's the social media. It's so easy to see what Jim and Bob and Jane and everyone's doing. And, you know, a lot of people just post their best pictures and their best selves. And, you know, we all have good and bad days and it's great to honor the good days. Like, I love that too. Mm -hmm. But comparison is the thief of joy, essentially. So that's what I try and remind myself is that is the thief of joy. And if I'm comparing myself to, let's say even you, well, I, I, I'm not you like that's, you know, we all have our own unique gifts. And if we dim our light because we don't think we're shining as bright as somebody else, then we're, we're really starving somebody of our light and we shouldn't do that. Yes. I love that. Comparison is the thief of joy. There's a quotable for all of you. Yeah, I think it's like roomy or yeah, it's not my own. I've like, I found that like that was part of what, yeah, it's not my own. (laughs) I read that somewhere. Yeah, it stuck and resonated with me. So I just, I I kept it like I, and actually I put BU above my computer as a reminder, BU, like it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I've, I've seen her wall, not in person, but on Instagram. And it looks <laughs> lovely. And I love you. It's, it's so true. That is such a gift to the world to be you. And, you know, I do the same thing. I, I really, you know, um, 
I have, you know, people in my life who, who um, are more successful or have thinner bodies or whatever, like in my family, in my life, you know, but for me, it's like, I always find the greatest joy when I'm being me unapologetically, when I am willing to be my weird, wacky, wild self, you know, my hair is tall and I have people in my family who think, I wear way too much makeup and I have my hair too tall. And literally they will say things to me like, I would really love to see you in a t-shirt and jeans with no makeup. And I'm like, that's just not me. It's like, not you though. So I actually you. enjoy being done up and presenting myself this way. And I am like a demonstrative, like big personality. And I'm not, you know, toning it down because that's, that's me. And, you know, people will be attracted to you, the, you know, to come into your world, to come into your business, to come into your life, to be a friend, you know, because of you being you. When you're being something else, you know, it robs you of your joy and people are repelled by it. And you wonder why you're not doing well in business. It's because you're not being you. Do you agree, Tammy? Oh, totally. And, you know, if I fall down the rabbit hole of comparing, I just start, I start doing gratitudes, like what I'm grateful for. Yeah. So what I'm grateful for within my life, about myself, and then it totally just gets you back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's sort of a, a theme within your world I'm hearing is very perspective, you know, to get yes. really, yeah. really focused on what you are grateful for puts things in perspective and your mind shifts for you. So you've figured out what works yes. for you. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like to do with my clients too, because they'll share things that bother them or, you know, my one client with the food issue, she's like, well, I knew, I just knew this would be an issue for me all my life. And I said, well, what if it isn't an issue for you all your life? What if you just shift that thinking? And she, you know, that was a light bulb for her. She was like, yeah, why did I put that on me? And I go, we all do those things, but we, the amazing thing is we have the ability to shift it. Always. Always. It's so true. Yes. A, a different life is a choice away. And our choices are mm -hmm. absolutely the most powerful things in our world. We make a choice and it creates more possibilities. It's not the other way around. A lot of us think that we will suddenly have more possibilities in front of us and then it'll give us choice, but it's the opposite. You've got to make a choice and then the possibilities will show up. So for her to make a choice, to think a different way, allowed her to see all the possibilities that she had with her body. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a big theme that I always really love discussing with anybody that I'm interviewing is thriving in your life. You know, another word for it is sort of empowerment, right? But thriving mm -hmm. I think is so great. So I'm wondering if you would be willing to tell us what it means for you to thrive in your life and if you have any suggestions for the viewers so they too can thrive. Well, I think to find your whatever your happy place is, because if you feel happy, your life is just more enjoyable, right? So what makes you happy? What can you bring into your life that makes you more happy? Like for me, I love to decorate and be creative. So I kind of put that on the back burner because, you know, I had kids and we were busy at that busy young stage and I just didn't do those things. And then I started to miss that. So pulling in things that bring you joy, whatever, if it's reading or decorating or scrapbooking or exercising, being in whatever those things are, bring that in because I feel like it de-stresses you and you, you're more balanced. Absolutely. 
I love that. Absolutely. Bring things in that bring you joy. Right? Mm -hmm. Am I saying right? Like you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Pull them in. Yeah. Too small, yeah. nothing is too big. Just do those things. That's what I do that too. I, I sometimes have to sort of remind myself what brings me joy because you get busy in your life and you sort of forget some of the exactly. things. And then you, you start to remember, I know, you know, um, I can say this because you post on social media about it, like salt baths, you know, sea salt baths are yes. for you. And, yes. reading. and, you know, so for me, same thing. And, you know, it's like, I love, love, love reading too. And I have to remember what are those things that really bring me joy and then incorporate them into my world again to really thrive because you're getting that fulfillment that you really require and, and need right. in your life. Yes. So we yes, for are, sure. Self-care. Healthcare. Self-care. Oh, both. Okay, right? <laughs> yes. yes, both. Self-care and healthcare. Self-care, yeah. <laughs> For sure, self-care. Because you really, I think women especially are guilty of not taking care of ourselves. We put everybody else first. So if we take care of ourselves and we make sure we're happy, it's really going to have a ripple effect around those, of those around us. We just have to remind ourselves that, that it's okay and no guilt. <laughs> Yes. Guilt is never real, everyone. We'll talk about That's that right. another time. <laughs> yes. Yes. For so, sure. Tracy, I want to know, what is your best piece of advice for all the sensitive souls that are struggling and really want to be happier and healthier? Wow. My best piece of advice, it would just be to be your authentic self. Just be your authentic, just honor you and what you believe in, what you love to do, and even what you, you know, maybe what you want to eat in your body. Maybe it's a bad choice today, but don't dwell on that. Just move on from it and just honor who you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, all right. I would love for you to share with everyone, share with the listeners, um, how can they get in touch with you and how can they learn more about you and your work? So at least definitely tell us your website. Okay. My website is urbansoulfood.com. Um, so you can find me there and there's links to my Facebook and Instagram feeds there as well, where I try to, um, pass along positive affirmations and maybe what I'm eating and, um, just daily life stuff too. Yeah daily encouragement and support and motivation. So absolutely. Yeah. Go to her website, so urbansoulfood.com, you said, right? Yep, yep. And I have um, a free consult I offer too. So there's a little questionnaire that kind of what we were talking about earlier kind of gets you thinking about, mm -hmm. you know, if you're coming to me thinking you want to work with a health coach, mm -hmm. kind of makes you think deeper into maybe some of the causes and what's going on with you and that's perfect. All right, yeah. everyone. So make sure you check yeah. Tammy out. And I'm going to include a link right below this video or in the description of the video based on, depending on where you're watching this video. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. And please, please, please comment. Both Tammy and I will be looking at the comments and we both will be replying to you. So we hope that you'll get involved in the conversation and chat with us. Yeah. Send us your personal questions too. If you had something that really struck a chord with you um, within this video or it, it really brought up something you're curious about, write it below and we'll respond. And I'm sure it would be a contribution to everyone else who's looking too. So yes, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Go ahead. You want to say something? I just said that would be amazing. It would be great to hear.
Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. We look forward to chatting with you again soon. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rewire Show. Wondering if you are a highly sensitive person or an empath? Head over to ashleystamatinos.com to take the free quiz. While you're there, you can join in on the conversation with other like-minded people and discover fantastic free bonus content to support you on your transformational journey to rewire your sensitivities into strengths. See you on the next episode.